Next week, our politicians will discuss a population policy. Yes, you heard that right. Next week, our politicians will discuss a population policy. It won't give a target number and it won't give a date, and so it won't set out a clear list of actions to deliver what it's not giving in the first place. So what will it do? Well, it sets the scene. An ageing population, fewer workers, a threatened environment, low productivity still, more automation and not enough homes. Welcome to Jersey. You want solutions? Well, you might have to wait again. We'll find out on today's Politics Disassembled podcast with me, James Filial. And my guest today, the Assistant Chief Minister responsible for population, Deputy Roland Hewlin. Successive leaders have set targets and then watched as the island's population smashed through them like a hot knife through Jersey butter. The population battle is a fight over what sort of Jersey we want, cutting across every other issue on ministers' desks. In the policy, here's what they say they will do. The overarching aim is to progressively reduce Jersey's reliance on net inward migration within the currently agreed common strategic policy. But it also says that aim can be paused or even reversed should ministers change their minds. Does that do it for you? Well, let's find out. Deputy Hewlin, welcome to the Politics Pod. And thank you for inviting me. So firstly, let's deal with the with the obvious issue about this uh, lack of a target number in the policy. Um, why is that? Why do ministers decide not to put a target number on population? Um, when I started this, it would have been great to be able to come to a conclusion to say we're going to have X by Y. But the more you dig into it, you more you realise the error of that particular ambition. And you made it, you said it yourself, success as leaders, with a hot knife through Jersey butter, like the Jersey bit. Um, that is the problem. We have set a number, or we set a date, in different iterations of this, and every single one of them has failed. And I don't want to come back with yet another one of those, which is easy in the short term to be populist, to say we're going to have 100 X, Y, by Z. It's a very easy thing to say. But the problem is it's not based on data. It's not based on the evidence that we have. So the purpose of this population policy, as much as I can hear the frustration of many people, we have got to get the building blocks and the foundations in place so we can make informed decisions going forward. And the other thing we have to do, it must become part of the culture of the Council of Ministers, the Assembly and the Islands to include population in everything we do and everything we stage. So early on, as I was doing this for about a year, I just said, how can we, um, I don't put it the wrong way, hook future governments into um, ensuring this is considered? And as you know, we brought... Um, a, a proposition to the Assembly to say it'll form part of every single government plan that is released every year. So that means it is front of centre. Now, what are we going to do about a number? The other most important thing is, as I said, the data. Now, I mean, I come, I don't know people know, I come from a background of technology. I spent my career working for some of the major US software companies um, actually around the world. And um, data is 
absolute king in, in today's world for decision making. Um, if you look at all the businesses that have started, I think something like the, the, America, the top five companies in America by market capitalization were formed after I left school. In fact, probably after I was about 30. And these are businesses that have started basing their decisions on, on actual data. You know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, they're all based on data for making decisions. And why, why should we be any different? It's a really interesting one. We'll come to the data issue uh, in a second. I just want to f- keep focusing in on this target number firstly, though, just to deal with that. Because, you know, you say you can hear people's frustrations. You, you did a survey. 75% of the roughly 1,700 responding to that survey wanted you to set a number. Mm. How, how can you now say to them, we're not doing that? The, again, I mean, I, 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 mean, I can jokingly say with you, James, you come up with a number and I'll come up with a number. And one thing I assure you, we will both be wrong. <laughs> and, and, I, and I say that with respect because we don't have the knowledge. So what, we had a long discussion with council ministers and, I, and, and a lot of them wanted a number. But I, and I stood by my guns and I won my way. We need to, ha- to have a programme in place whereby we can come up with an informed number and informed time. So that's why in with, four years' time... Without a number, though, does it have a focus... Yes. Uh, how? And, yeah. and what is that focus? It, so you, you're not concentrating minds without a number, right? You're not, you know, you're not corralling your future uh, ministers to actually hitting something. This is, this, is a, this is becoming, I really believe in this, but it is, a, it is becoming a little bit of a hard sell. What we're actually clear about is we need to have, at some stage, way out when, a stable population. Now, uh, my, my, my colleague Kirsty Morell said it in the in-committee debate. There's going to be a point, that's Jersey, it's square. There's a point when actually we're going to fall into the sea. That's a long way ahead, but it is a point in time. We have got to get to a situation where we stabilise our polit- uh, our. Um, our um, population before we get anywhere near that. So that's the back of the my mind vision that everything we do must be working towards that. Um, and that is, so that is very con- conceptual that we're doing this. So don't forget, we have some real, real issues. Uh, we have um, a, an aging population, as you know. Um, we are dependent on urban migration for skills. Um, it's well published or known in the um, that, 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 that technology is playing an even greater part in our lives as we go forward. The PwC report says something like 35% of jobs will be replaced by 2035. If we, if we don't replace those jobs and, and get people reskilling and a culture of reskilling and lifelong learning to replace the jobs that automation takes part, so we're going to have to have people coming in because we're never going to be 100% self-sufficient on uh, skills. Hang on, hang on though, because we're doing what, what's really easy to do with the population debate, which is which is broaden, broaden out, because it covers everything, and you suddenly find oh, you're talking about everything in Jersey in one go. Let's just, just for a minute more, let's just really focus in on this very narrow question about the number, though. Without it, people's minds aren't focused on achieving something, because you start using phrases like, we want the, politi- the, the population to be sustainable. Mm. What does that mean? Well, self-sufficient, isn't it? Sustainable. Population sustainable is where we have the skills to support ourselves. 
but but what, at what level? I mean, it's because it, it's linked to so many other things. What Correct. does so? What does sustainable mean? Unless you're saying we're going to we're going to bring in population policies to limit to a certain number, then the whole thing lacks focus. And I, I, I appreciate you don't agree with that, but I'd like you to really explain the, to me why. The focus is in four years' time. We are working towards, in four years' time, which is the penultimate year of the next government, in order to be able to put the answers to X and Y. X is how many people, Y is by okay. when. So that's, that helps. So it's, it's, um, it's, a no, not, it's a not yet answer. So we will get to a number, yep. but we're not there yet. Yep. Okay, you're not ready to get. You're not ready we, to, to define what that number should be. We, we can. I will not pin a number on something unless I can get the evidence as to how we're going to get there and okay. why that is the right number. All right. So that's really helpful. So that moves us. So you you, you introduced this point about data a mm-hmm. few minutes back. So let's let's come back to that now. Then um, you say you haven't got the data yet. We we've been as a community, not not the two of us, as a community arguing about this subject since the late the late 80s maybe even earlier than that you know there's been various numbers that have been come up with and jersey says it's overcrowded and all that stuff you know since the late 80s we've probably grown by by 20 or 30,000 people in jersey so we clearly weren't overcrowded then so given that length of time how can we not have the data still the the, um, the first time the uh population of Jersey being too big is mentioned in the history books is in the 1300s <laughs> this is not this is a recurring thing um, quite simply we have not had a culture within the government of Jersey of IT systems um, and as you know there's the ITS project that's going hot at the moment which is a wholesale change of our financial HR um, asset management stock control call it whatever you want systems um, that has done because the current system is from 1987. Can I put 1987? Can I put that in perspective? That is pre-Tim Berners-Lee inventing the internet. All right? It is the most secure system in the world because it doesn't connect to the world. All right? I mean, so people, that, you could probably forgive people, though, for thinking, you know, everything we do, we have to tell the government something. We have to give them some data address or data birth yeah, yeah. or well, uh, inside leg measurement, whatever it is. We're always giving the government data, yet you're still saying we right. don't have the data. Look, it's incredible. I, I, I think, I, think I, I don't know if this one's going to work. I haven't tried it before, uh, but it's the poem, the, the rhyme of the ancient mariner, water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. We've got data absolutely everywhere. I think somebody told me there's 480 Excel spreadsheets out there that have to be GPDRD compliant that don't link together. Um, So we collect data. We have a culture of silos. We have a culture of independent departments going out and having an autonomous little system with no consideration as to how that will link in and data shared elsewhere. Now, that is changing, by the way. That is changing. That is yesterday. And the new COO is bringing all this together. So all future systems will be able to talk to each other. That's really important. All right. So so that's reassuring. But what what do you want to know? So you're saying we need the data. Well, what is it you don't have? We, we don't have, bring the data together to look at the various things. One, we don't have a register of houses who, where people live. We have a bit of that information because we can go to our rates. Our rates are, 12, are collected by 12 different 
parishes. Okay, we, 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 and I know my, 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 my colleague, uh, uh, the Minister of Housing and Communities, is really keen to get a register of um, um, uh, landlords and um, where they are. So we don't have a link together what is a house and what house or property is let. We, we don't have a clue in how many people are working here. Now, so we, we know how many people return Social Security, obviously, but when you do the manpower returns traditionally, do you, want, do you want me to go down this slightly technical area, James? You're, you're, don't, don't, don't you're get looking too, a little uh, bit, <laughs> a little bit glazed you, over. You, you guessed. Um, <laughs> don't, don't don't get too technical. I mean, what what I what I want to know is, you know, you're, you're saying um, we're not having a population number yet because we haven't got the data. Uh, so I want to know what the data is we don't have without we, going into the granular we, detail. We we do not have say the data. Are you f- obviously when you've been here for five years, you hop over and you become um, you become um, um, uh, uh, entitled to work. All right, we have no understanding or tracking of people who suddenly hop over those five years. So one minute you work in a registered position, then you go five years, you're entitled to work. You can go anywhere. That means that a license is freed up in an entitled, so somebody can come in okay, to that. Right. So we have no idea of the flow of people. So that's a good example. That's one yeah. of the things that, that yeah, you yeah. haven't got. Okay, but you're always going to have stuff like that. So is this just not a case that you will never have all of the data you want? And ultimately, you've got to make a decision and come up with a policy. Because if always the pushback, well, we don't know enough yet, that, that, will, be, that will be a case in two years, it will be a case in five years, it will be a case in ten years. And we'll be doing this interview then, and we still won't have the data. Another thing that is really relevant is the census is coming out uh, next month. It, it comes out in chapters, as you know, and the first thing will be the headline number, and then it'll go down levels of granularity, which is great. The census, even, as soon as it comes out, is a year old. It is already a year out of date. Now, as we, joking when we came in again about how the fact we could sort of say hello to each other and be in contact with each other, that two years ago, what has happened in the last two years? We have no idea. I mean, everybody's talking about people leaving the island for very many reasons. Is it our economic migrants going home? Is it Brexit? Um, is it the cost of living over here that people are not staying and moving on? We really don't know. We can, we can make a lot of good estimates. We can have a bit of finger in there on that, but we don't actually know. So we need to be in a position to have near real-time data to make informed decisions in the near term. The other reason to have data is, you know, we, we have successfully smashed, as you described, our, our target numbers. And I say that with a tongue-in-cheek because I'm a former salesman and I like smashing my numbers. But it has been totally irresponsible how this has is, this is sort of flown out of control. So we now have a situation, a challenge with housing, which is a real problem. I get that. If we knew back then and we had the data at our disposal and we knew how this was getting out of control, we could be putting the measures in place to ensure that we don't have crises downstream because we're managing it far better. That is why we need it. But this is the point I'm making though, isn't it? That you will always have these events and you will always have the next crisis. Um, so you will never have all the information you want. I accept so that. I, I think you can you can forgive people for saying what they wanted after coming towards the end of your current ministerial term, which you know you all are. This is this is the the, the kind of dog days of this this uh, term of office. Some 
policy statements, some innovative thinking, some bold, this is what we're going to do, Jersey, to resolve your problems. But, you know, and you can correct me if you, if you want to on this, you don't find that in your policy. We, I'm, I'm going to take it up level a bit. We, this is the meatiest problem I've ever, I've ever taken on. It is a big one. And I'm actually really pleased with what we delivered because we've delivered something nobody's been brave enough to deliver in the last X years, you've been mentioning back to the 80s. And the reason it is a meaty problem, and I'll hold up my Venn diagram, I'm sorry to those listening that can't see it, but it's a Venn diagram that tries to explain the synergy and the harmony we have to have with our economy and our community and our environment. And what that basically means is we have to have a thriving economy in order quite simply, to have the money in order to provide for the community that we serve. Those people listening today need education for their children, or children need to be educated. They need a health service for which they're proud of that looks after them well. And we need to look after those people that effectively fall on hard times, need our support as they go through stages within their life. That, that is our role. Okay. And we have to do that without destroying the environment that we love. So we've got to get the culture right of, of making harmony of those things, keeping the synergy of those three parameters together, okay? We've got, and we've got to start thinking about it ourselves. And the most important thing of the policy is it is a council of ministers' policy. Everybody has agreed to it and plays their part, some greater than others, obviously, but what is it actually going to do? So let's say you get what you want. Next week, your colleagues in the States Assembly, they say, yes, great. Yep. We agree with the policy. What changes next week? What actually changes in those three areas? If the message gets over properly, this we cannot, as a government, it doesn't matter what we write, we, we can have anything. It can be brilliant. It can have fantastic numbers. It can have wonderful promises. But with that is an onus and a burden on every man, woman and child in this island to play their part. So if we have got to um, um, head off, if, if we realise that 35% of jobs are, are, are going to uh, be lost to technology, if we don't start today preparing for those 35% of people to have new roles and how they're going to be reskilled. We don't start doing that today. Then we're going to have, in 10 years' time, a big problem. There are going to be a lot of people knocking on the Social Security Minister's door. We have got to start that thinking today. That is, that is important. And it's the island has got to play their part. You read the survey. The one amazing thing about the survey is they asked the question about what are you prepared to do in order to reduce our reliance on inward migration. What is amazing is 18% of people said we don't want any more people whatsoever, but they also said they're not prepared to do anything about it. So I implore to all those people, we have to play our part. And that is why I'm saying it, to start the thinking of looking after ourselves but instead of pushing on government to do stuff without them been wanting to, to take their part. But that's the issue that you have, though, isn't it? That essentially the population policy that you're bringing in or hoping to bring in from next week is about setting the scene. It's about background. It's about the stuff going on around the issue. It doesn't actually do anything. It does. It starts the ball rolling. 
it absolutely starts the ball rolling. I made it absolutely clear this is going to be an issue process. I think, I can't remember where I've written it, it is somewhere, that said the last thing I want is to come out with a 70-page document and everybody says, votes for it, potentially reluctantly, well, we've got to have one, it's better than nothing. I don't want that. That has got to be a living, breathing document that evolves, and that's why the hooks are in there to show that it does evolve. One-year hook, population every year within the council ministers. Four-year hook, there will be a time at which a certain number can be achieved. The mes- mes- the measures in there to repl- to the IT systems that are there to inform the decisions, the control of housing and work law amendments, so we have the levers to turn on the taps and turn the taps down, depending on how many people are coming in the but, island. But it doesn't commit ministers to anything. I mean, I gave the, the example uh, in the intro that you can you can control inward migration, but if you want to, you can pause or reverse that. It commits you to nothing. Hmm. No. The the I'm now going to have to speak on behalf of other ministers, which is which is not my role. Um, and and I think if you said that to the education minister, he would be pretty appalled because uh, the work that he is doing in order to um, up the ante to um, ensure the um, uh, tertiary education and funding of tertiary education, uh, the work that is done to uh, ongoing work that we have to do to track our diaspora. You know, we've got 20,000 people that can return here tomorrow. Imagine if they all turned up tomorrow. 20,000 extra houses we'd have to find overnight, and they're all entitled. Now, some of those people won't ever come back. Um, living in Timbuktu, no interest of them. Some of them out there have the most phenomenal skills that we really, really need. I mean, I found, I found out yesterday, I'm not sure I could say that, but a very high-profile individual has returned in the, I'm going to say, loosely medical fields, who had a stellar career elsewhere, who's decided to bring those skills back. That is aspirational. If he can start sharing those skills with young people wanting to get into that profession, this is really, really good okay, stuff. But the, the reason I put the question is that there are, there are real live problems people are experiencing yeah. now today. I mean, housing is obviously the, the big one that um, we're discussing a lot at the moment. People have issues today. Those issues are directly linked to the number of people in right. Jersey. But they're not hearing a direct policy statement from ministers to resolve that problem. That is not the population policy. That is not my remit. I hear that loud and clear. Every single day we're hearing about people um, um, yeah, looking for, for homes. I mean, personally, I'm delighted that the Environment Minister ha- has accepted the amendments that we put in in St Peter's, where we were building, I can't remember the number of homes, but a vast number of homes are going to be built opposite the George Cartrip pub to extend the community, which I adore, of, of St Peter's. So there's a lots of good stuff going on, but that is today. We can't fix these problems overnight. They have spent years and years been building and growing and manifesting. All we can do is start unpicking that over over a period of time and as quickly as possible. Individual ministers are working on today. This is about the building blocks for the future. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's finish with with a with a very simple, but probably quite complex question as well. Do, do you do you actually believe it is possible for Jersey to have a thriving economy? Uh, high quality of life and high quality of services also look after its environment and have a sustainable population because that's the kind of picture that's being presented in this policy but not detail as to how to get there but you believe that's actually achievable 
course it is. Look at the history of Jersey. Look how we survived and thrived through the, through the slings and arrows of the various fortunes that have come our way. Of course we can do it, but we're not going to do it just by having 49 people in a room chucking out policies. We're going to have it with the other 100 plus thousand people playing their part in this particular role. Being innovative, being creative, being flexible in, in the way they want, bringing some real passion and community back, back, back to us. Not saying it's lost, but just get more of it. Of course we can. Of course we can. Deputy Julian, thanks for your time this morning. The debate on that policy takes place next week. Stay up to date with Bailiwick Express. Oh, and remember, there's an election in a few months' time. So if you have views on these issues, and if you live and breathe in Jersey, then surely you have views on these issues. That's the time to challenge your candidates on them. Whether they're from a political party or an independent. Remember, in Jersey, we still have both flavours. That's it from me, James Filial, on the political pod this week. Thanks for listening. If you get a second, please take a moment to like and share this on social. It really makes a difference. There'll be more from the political pod next week, but for now, thanks for listening.